Spielberg's fingerprints are all over this. He wasn't allowed to direct E.T. and Poltergeist at the same right. time, but he was doing a lot of second crew, second shots on Yeah, it feels like Goonies vibes. I always in my head was like, God, this feels to me like a remake of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Well, he wrote this one, right? He's Ma- one of the writers. Max, yeah. it's more than that. So I dug deep because you're right. He did write it. Yeah. And what I uncovered to me was like, it, it made perfect sense when I read it, but I just never had heard it before. And I just was blown away by it. Okay. Spielberg conceived the idea for Poltergeist as a horror sequel to his 77 film, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. He had a, a, had a, a brief treatment, mm. and then he, he wanted to go to Stephen King to write it. Stephen King was too expensive. I remember that, and yeah. you know, all that. It was titled Night Skies, because what this movie feels like to me is Close Encounters of the Third Kind if you swap out the aliens and you put in ghosts and spirits. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content. And a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakashane, darling, Dakashane. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Oh, man. When I think about getting a mortgage and buying a house, the first thing that comes into my mind, poltergeist. Yeah, I want a haunting. You better. It's not a haunting. It's a poltergeist. Oh, yeah, right. Max, shame not, on you. Come on. It's not towards an individual. But let me, don't worry about that. Okay. More importantly, if you're going to get a good mortgage and you think you're refining or you think that you're getting a good amount of money, you, Dig better, up the graves. you better get the bones out of the actual <laughs> graveyard because that house, I don't care if you're 2%, I don't care if you're 1%. There just isn't enough money to protect 1%? you. That is why Sonic Loans, they're the place you want to go. They're going to get you the best mortgage rate. They're going to take care of your needs. They're going to make sure that you're not being ripped off. Max, for more information, reach out to Sonic Loans today. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you and get ready to love the loan process without being uh, possessed by the devil. NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. 
Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com for a free consultation call 248-595-0001. We are now celebrating <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> and Bolton Legal Group is the place you want to go if you were sold a false bill of goods. If someone said, move into this house, it's a great little place. Got a nice view of the hill, sweet little neighborhood, neighbors that like to watch football and drink beer. Until you find out that it was made on unsullied land max and then the <laughs> monsters come and that's when you need bolton legal group. clowns They're aggressive bird law yeah. or dead bird law max. oh yeah there you go but you got to really make sure that you get the right legal representation that's where bolton legal group is going to take care of you and your family they're aggressive they're efficient they're going to win your case whatever law you need they are the law you like that a little i am the law dread. Reach out today. Tell them the Buzz in the Tower sent you. They'll take care of you. They'll love you. They'll hug you. And if you're scared from a scary movie, they'll make it all good. Today's episode, Poltergeist. Strange and creepy happenings beset an average California family, the Freelings, when ghosts commune with them through the television set. Initially friendly and playful, the spirits turned unexpectedly menacing, and when Carol Ann goes missing, Steve and Diane turn to a parapsychologist and eventually an exorcist for help. Today on Buzz in the Tower, as we continue our October thrill ride of trying to scare Max, we will discuss the classic Spielbergian birth child, Poltergeist. I'm Mo Shapiro. And joining me as always, the Carol Ann <laughs> to my <laughs> ghosts and ghouls, Max Sanders. And with that, you son of a bitch, you moved the cemetery, but you left the bodies, didn't you? You son of a bitch, you left the bodies, and you only moved the headstones. You only moved the headstones. Why? Why? <laughs> it's the overacting it's moment of the lot. century. It's a lot of overacting. He's, just, he's shaking them like a British nanny. Uh, Max, welcome to the show. Hi. Uh, Are your ears bleeding? No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> and, and you know, it's the new studio. And yeah. Coster's doing a great job on the levels. It actually wasn't that bad. I I, I didn't have to have ear piercing pain okay. coming through there. I wanted to say that since I've seen this movie. You were so excited. Yeah. I, I know. This is my kind of horror movie. Max, this last week was a little bit wild for me. I was in Portland, Oregon, uh, Sunday to Thursday. Came back home. Hopped. What's Portland like? It's beautiful. Is it weird? San Diego. No, what? no. People say it's weird. It is. Uh, it's Keep weird. Portland it's, weird it's, right? it's weird in the way that San Francisco is kind of weird now. It's changed over the Hobos? years. Yeah, like a lot. Hobo knives. But I will tell you, there. If you're a foodie, there just is no better place to go in the world than Portland. Like Did you get the voodoo donuts. Every, that's like the least cool thing there. Really? Yeah, that was cool like 20 years ago. Okay. There's like either a food truck or a new restaurant every 10 feet, and it's every type of food you could think of, and it's Deep all fried delicious. kimchi. And that's. Max, welcome to the show. Hi. Uh, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, I hope you don't get too scared by the topic, but it is Halloween. It's and a PG are, movie. It is a PG. Well, almost was an R-rated movie, but yeah, but Spielberg, Spielberg has incredible power, yeah. and whatever he says goes. If this is your first time visiting the show, make sure that you hit that little follow or subscribe button. Uh, leave us a review, five stars, whatever tickles your fancy, helps us out with the show. Additionally, Mo doesn't beat me. At Buzz in the Tower, B-U-Z-Z-N the Tower is our handle on all social media. Check us out on TikTok especially you'll be pleasantly surprised by the delights that we have 
The wonders, the pleasure boxes. You got it. You got it. Uh, BuzzInTheTower.com if you want some officially licensed merchandise and Patreon.com slash BuzzInTheTower. Max and I are joining you live from the... Glaive Cave. Glaive Cave. I've got to come up with a better name for our new studio. Uh, We are inching towards our January start point of video and 90s movies, so bear with us if you love the 90s. We've only got about another two months left of 80s films. We will continue to do the 80s in 2024. What are your top three 90s movies? You better calm down right now. And you know Point Break is one of them. Yeah, I know. Me too. It's Point Break, Goodfellas, and... Woof, what's the third one? It's the Matrix? So, so I Married an Axe Murder? That's really good. That's a really good one. The Pentadament. It's a well-known fact. I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't. Uh, today's topic is poltergeist. I have a couple quick stories to tell you, and they'll jump right into it. So, Do you believe in hauntings? Uh, that is not one of the stories I was going to tell. No. When people talk to each other, and I want you to follow me on this, mm. I'm going to say it slow, usually there is a reciprocation of the statement made. So if I say, Max, how was your day? You don't turn around and say... I like your hat. There you go. You'd say, my day's fine. Thanks for asking. So when I tell you I got two stories. Yeah, he doesn't even get don't us. Don't pepper me. Don't pepper me. Charlie Day. It's like, I don't think he even gets us, no, man. No, You're the wild card. <laughs> you are the wild no card. No one wants a wild card. I want a wild card. Yeah. Just not you, Max. So I started blasting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I get back from Portland. I'm home for 24 hours. I hit the road. My son had a soccer tournament in Sandusky, Ohio. Any of our fans from Ohio. Uh, you know, Cedar Point's fun. I just think of the Kalahari. Penn State guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All those kids. That's, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I never that's forget. Different. It's not Ohio. It's just his name. But that's great. Yeah. It's great. It's Max. a weird name. Dear God. The town should change their name. This is going to be a long episode. <laughs> so we get out to Sandusky, Ohio, and I've got a, I've got two great stories for you. The first is I'm in Kalahari. You've never been to a water park. It's not your style. You'd probably be grossed out by it. And you walk around barefoot because you're gross. But that's where the soccer tournament is. You're not is. supposed to walk around barefoot. <laughs> so anyways... <laughs> I'm in the water park, and all of a sudden I hear this, Mo, Mo Shapiro. Yeah. I turn around. Buddy of mine from high school, a couple of years younger than me, Ryan McTide, uh, he's like, oh, I listen to the podcast all the time. Uh, he's like, when are you guys going to start 90s movies? Oh, so he cool. was all about it. So I had to give him a little bit of love. Him and I, uh, he actually did um, coached with me one of the years I was a JV coach. He was on one of my favorite staffs, and Ryan's a good dude. I picture him like Danny McBride. A little bit. Is he? No. No, his name just rhymes with it. Yeah. Okay. Just calm down. <laughs> The second thing that happened, Max, do you remember when I would bartend with you and every once in a while something would happen? Something, you kick a girl in the face? Yes. Yeah. Not always a girl, though. So that was an accident. He didn't mean so to. He clarify. jumped over the bar. But it's you not remember, like he was do you like... Do you remember how like, I'm like, I'm one of the softest, most peaceful people in the world. But every once in a while, for the most part, I'm a very soft and peaceful person. I'm a cupcake. I mean, you're... you're no, but you're like... You're, you're a scone. You're that way because you're scared. Yeah. I'm that way. Just, I'm like a genuinely like a peaceful person. But you'd get, you'd see that look in my eye. And a bar hop was eminent, and I would just absolutely just devour people, right? Literally. Literally. So that may have almost happened at my son's championship game today. Uh, with a ref? Uh, with an entire group of dads of the opposing team. What do yeah. you do? So my son, who is a really good soccer player, had a great game. His whole team is incredible. Yeah, he like warms that bench I, really nice. I, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, no, that's you. <laughs> I know. I'm joking. I'm joking. Sorry. I don't find that funny. Don't, I will leap across the yeah, table Yeah, don't make fun of someone's son yeah, and their sporting stuff. Sorry. Unbelievable. That was bad. So disrespectful. Sorry. I hate you, and I hope you get a very, very rare form of cancer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like foot, no, that's not cool. That's like, yeah, you get Kalahari foot cancer. Yeah. It's really disgusting. Kalahari. No, that's the name of the place we stayed. But you don't it's listen. Tropical. I, you don't listen when I talk. Yeah. You just are like nodding. It's okay. <laughs> God. So in the game today, I'll try to make this quick because I, I know I lost you five minutes ago. But in the game today, we're in a. It's like a round 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 robin tournament. So we played three games. We won all three of them. Like ladybugs. 
Nothing like Lady okay. Bugs. Thank you, though. <laughs> Second game today was the championship game. It was the best team we played against. Most of the game was physical, but it was okay. Refs don't always make the right calls. I live with that, right? Yeah. If it's all within the sport. Uh, my son, all of a sudden, like, there's a, a collision on the other side of the field, and I see my son get pulled off the field. And I assumed he got a yellow card. But what I found out later was the head coach of the other team um, after after Aaron knocked this kid down, he ran up to the kid and looked over and was like, "I'm so sorry. Are you okay?" Because like, yeah. he is not like me. He is yeah. like really, really a sweet kid. Yeah. Their coach was screaming at him because he thought that Aaron was like puffing up, yeah. looking down at the kid, and like yelling at my kid. Right. So I didn't see that. Had I seen that, I would have probably done something absurd. Hulk smash. Absurd. Yeah. yeah. So Aaron, his coach is great. Took him off the field. He's really upset. He's on the bench crying, and I'm like, "What the hell happened?" Later in the game, the same kid. Right, hard fouls my son, gets a yellow card. Revenge. Yellow yeah. cards are really rare in ten year old soccer. Okay. Did he Uno reverse it? No. Oh. That'd he be funny. he hard fouls my son. Yeah. My son gets up, he's okay, he's upset, but he's okay. The kid has to go off for one substitution, comes back in, finds my son. Kicks him. The ball is like kicked away from where my son my son kicks the ball away. He runs up to my son, sucker punches him in the stomach. Jesus. That was when I first had to turn to my wife, yeah. who Whatever crazy you think I have, oh, let me let me tell you. Their sons. She yeah. literally was looking for a knife yeah. and was ready to go onto the field yeah. and cut the ten year old's throat. But her, she didn't have like the calmness to be like, I should go after the parents of the ref. Like she wanted the kid's blood. And yeah. I'm like, honey, like so I turned to my wife and Reese and Charlie, who are all like, What the hell? I'm like, sit down. I start walking onto the field, and then all these parents on the other sideline are like yelling. I go over there and I can feel. Remember, I used to tell you when I was bartending and like my hands would start to shake a little bit. That yeah. That's how I knew. Did you get the thumb thing? Like you get your finger in the air, right? When you get really angry. Yeah, I, I talk with my hands. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I started talking. I'm, I'm yelling at their parents, but I'm also like reasonably under control. Yeah. And I'm like, that's my kid on the ground. Your kid just sucker punched him. And they're like, we know. We told the ref. But you guys have also done da da da. I go, no, no, no. There's no yeah. you also, right? Yeah. Like, as far as I was concerned, this was basically like, don't tell me. I can't use this. I was literally, I'm getting so angry again. I was about to say, this is like, I had to stop myself in the middle of my analogy because I was heading down a dark path. But anyways. Yeah, Michigan State halftime. Yes, you got it. You got it. <laughs> so I walk over and I'm like yelling at these parents. And finally, I'm like, all right, I, like I, I know this is going to turn into a brawl. So I'm like, hey, we all need to chill out. Like we should be here right now to like support our you kids. You didn't West Man tooth it? I know. I really, really chilled. And I was like, hey, like everybody needs to knock it off. Like, let's just be respectful. This one dad walks right up to me. Like he's almost nose to nose with me. <laughs> now, secondhand account of this, it looked a lot worse than it was because I had left the entire team and moved now all the way into where they were and was like in the middle One of One versus them. 10. Yeah. And as I'm talking to this dad, I stick my fist out and I'm like, hey, let's let's end this right now. This isn't a good look for in front of your kids, in front of my kids. Like this isn't why we're here. So I have like the common sense to try to be the good person, right? Mm. And I put my fist out. He goes, I'm not fist bumping your hand. And I look at him, I go... <laughs> You have to bleep this out. I go, you should you should be fucking ashamed of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and he yeah. just he goes, What'd you say? I yeah. go, you heard exactly what I said. And then his wife grabbed him and pulled him away. And then I walked back and sat down. Yeah. We won the game. They got their medals. Aaron was like on the sideline crying after he got punched and he was all <laughs> upset. I and the Was and, he proud of his family? No, he didn't know any of this. He yeah. was on the other side of the field. The game ends. I start walking towards Aaron because I want to check on him. All of a sudden I see like this vroom, I mean, like literally like a tie. Tie fighter ripped by ripped by my ear. Yeah. It's Trish, who I've never seen move like this in my life. Yeah. She goes to the other side, just like embraces Aaron. Was like, "Are you okay?" I was like, "Oh my god, this kid, this kid." But I'm proud of him because he didn't swing back. 
and he played a hell of a game. I'm proud of all those kids, but these parents are such poor white trash, and I just want to snap all their necks. Are you gonna see him again? And their coach is awful too. Will this be like Rocky Four? No. Oh. If I ever saw them and I had like a beer in me or a Zima, half a Zima in me, Max. Do they still make Zima? I'll find one, and boy, oh boy, I put a jo- enough ice. I'll put a Jolly Rancher in that sucker, and you'll see 1995 Mo. You ever had a long drink? They're delicious. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah, they're incredible. Yeah. Really Don't put stuff. them in the same category. Long drinks are the most like Zimas were refreshing. Zimas are too sweet. Long drinks are like sweet but not sugary. Okay, They're incredible. Are we still doing an eighties movie podcast? Yeah, I blacked out. I'm sorry, <laughs> this all happened today. Yeah, like so how long ago? Like I got done with this, got in the car and drove home. So two hours ago. Well, you're good at dealing with high stress situations. No, Max, I wasn't good. What yeah. I realized today is that when it comes to my kids, I'm completely well, uh, biased and I have no self control. Well, no one should be. I know. I mean, look at what my parents deal with. Oh, you're. Your parents are in a whole different ballgame. They deserve medals. All right, back yeah. to the podcast. We're yeah. talking about poltergeist. Thanks for letting me sh- be sh- share my cathartic No, that was story. interesting. You're a good storyteller. <sighs> Some One of us has to be. All right, Max, poltergeist. <laughs> I'm not good. I, I want to start with the most obvious part of this movie. The in dog? My, in my mind. The best dog of all time? You know, hot just, take. You, you No, know, it's not a hot take. I, I know what you're going to say. That we messed up? That we haven't put him in before? I stand corrected. Yeah. We made that list of our favorite doggos. Yeah. And he should have been in there. He's stealing food quietly. He's on his hands. He sees the ghost. This is this is to me the the beauty of Spielberg. Yeah, is like he knows every single heartstring to pull. Families and like when you throw a ruffers in there. Yeah, and there's a little bit of you that doesn't know is the ruffers going to die at some point. Yeah. Like you, like you, you thought that? No, I didn't think oh, that. Any movie that is a horror film where there's a ruffers, I, my mind immediately goes to the. thing. It doesn't happen often. I know. Yeah. But you never the, know. The family dog doesn't die. That's no, why I am legend. I yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Sam. I don't even like to bring that up. It makes me so upset. I don't like that movie that much. I liked it a lot. The first half. I like. I think it. it's stupid. God, it's hard for me to deal Angel with. Angel wings on the glass. I, 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 ever since Jada Pinkett Smith. So did. what's the thing with Tupac? Is she like messing Max, around I with can't even dead talk Tupac? You want to talk about a story I don't want to tell? It's that. Okay. I don't even want to deal with her nonsense. All that being said, the one thing that to me I love about this movie and I think at least every five episodes, you and I uncover this. We pick movies that we love and we talk about them. And then we uncover something. We're like, oh, my God, this is why I love this movie. It mm-hmm. makes sense. Rewatching Poltergeist, the first thing that came into my head, Spielberg's fingerprints are all over this. And I know there's been an ongoing argument about whether he really directed it or not. He wasn't allowed to direct E.T. and Poltergeist at the same right. time. But he was doing a lot of second crew, second shots on Yeah, it feels like Goonies vibes. It, it's got his fingerprints all over it. Yeah. But, but more than that. I always in my head was like, God, this feels to me like like a remake of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Well, he wrote this one, right? He's Ma- one of the writers. Max, yeah. it's more than that. So I dug deep because you're right. He did write it. Yeah. And what I uncovered to me was like it, it made perfect sense when I read it, but I just never had heard it before. And I just was blown away by it. OK, so Spielberg conceived the idea for Poltergeist as a horror sequel to his 77 film, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. When he initially came up with the idea for this, he had a, had a, a brief treatment, mm. and then he, he wanted to go to Stephen King to write it. Stephen King was too expensive. I remember that, and, yeah. you know, all that. But his original idea, that it was titled Night Skies. Oh, interesting. And the reason it was, it was he, he literally took this yeah. as a sequel to Close Encounters. Because what this movie feels like to me is Close Encounters of the Third Kind if you swap out the aliens and you put in ghosts and spirits. Weirdly, I love this movie and I don't like Close Encounters. Really? I don't know. Mashed potatoes. I think you need to watch it again. When was the last time you watched it? A couple years ago. You need to watch it again. I think it's one of his the best films. The whole music things. I don't know. Oh, you're nuts. I think yeah. it's one of his best films. I know. And I like Dreyfus. Dreyfus is great in yeah. it. Yeah. But- 
the that's the that's the thing. And then the elements that are Spielbergian, you you started the entire episode off with one when he's grabbing yeah. the his boss and he's like, How could you do this? <laughs> Tell me that doesn't remind you of Roy Schneider. Rob Schneider, not Rob Schneider. The Roy stapler? <laughs> I screw this up every time. Tell Roy Schreiber. Yeah, tell me this doesn't remind you of him in Jaws grabbing the mayor. Yeah, and yeah. Like, you're going to sign this. Yeah. And he's like, well, my boy was out there. She was like, you're going to sign this right now. Jurassic and Park we're, we're when gonna, they're yelling at the owner. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So like, it's just there's and, – and like even when you start the movie, right, the start of the movie is like the whistly light music. Like, do, 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 yeah. do, do, He kind do, of has a – We're in a suburb and we're having fun. He kind of has like a corporate – Against the family vibe on everything. Do you know what I mean? No, I didn't get that. Where'd you get the corporate piece? Well, I mean, this one is the guy who's just making the... Yeah, but they don't lean into that. It's, it happens to be that they did it on the barrel, on the ground, and they cut corners, but it doesn't. that doesn't okay. to me... It's not, it's, I agree there are movies that are like that. Yeah. I wouldn't tie that as like a major theme of this movie. Fine, you? whatever. I hate when I'm right and you're wrong. I just think it's just funny kidding. when I you dot, dot, dot. I love it. <laughs> it feels so good. This is one of the best families of all time. Like, a teenage daughter that doesn't hate Either one of Mom them. Mom and dad smoking yeah. grass in bed, just yeah. hanging out with each other. So I found Healthy out, relationship. So this is the second wife, though, Craig, the Yeah, Craig T. Nelson. Did you know that? Or? I did not. He's not out there murdering anyone. Well, no, so- like action Jackson. You know, their daughter's 16. Yes. And she, the mom's 32, so it yes. didn't make sense. She's his first uh, family's daughter. daughter. Yeah, yeah and then he remarried. It. Okay. So that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, well, the second, and also, mar- second uh, marriages are typically way happier than first. Really? Well, I can say that because Trish doesn't listen to our yeah. podcast. And <laughs> my next wife probably will be, so that's fine. And usually stepmoms don't get along well. She's like, yeah. Joe Beth Williams is awesome. She's great. She's great. There's yeah. like, there's a whole, it, to your point, the scene when they're all at the kitchen table yeah, and they're all razzing each other and throw waffles. I'm, I'm, I'm like, let, yeah. me, let me tell you what my family does not do. When my that, three children <laughs> sit at a table, yeah. it's literally like, I'll cut you. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll come at you like a spider monkey. Oh man. What does he say? I'll take pride in gutting you boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's like literally yeah. what my kids say to each other. Kind of here. Oh, I, yeah. Thank you. No, no. Hi. Hi. The rock. Uh, yeah. Thank you. The, whatever. The air. I'll, t- I'll take pleasure in gutting you boy. Um, also funny, quick story, Reese, while all this stuff was going on, my oldest comes up to me. I forgot to mention this. And like her and Charlie were like at the edge, like trying to see what was going on. Mm. I calmed down. Reese goes, hey, dad, uh, what number was the kid that did that to Aaron? And I was like, uh, 17. I didn't think anything of it. I turn around. Reese is gone. Apparently, she went looking for the kid. I was like, nice. Sweet. <laughs> Shapiro's Sweet only believe in a couple things. Vengeance. <laughs> Dude, do not. You can do anything to a Shapiro, and Shapiros treat each other like crap, but you don't hurt a Shapiro if you're an outsider. Yeah, it's like shameless, but with money. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Shameful. That's what we should call ourselves. Mm. Shameful. It's succession. Sweet shame. F off. Oh, that's good. It's really good. Um, But that, in looking into this movie, and and the other fascinating thing about Poltergeist is I almost feel like I could have watched this with Reese. Yeah. Reese is 11. The movie's PG. It originally, they wanted to give it an R rating. Spielberg pushed hard for it to be PG. There was no PG-13 because, Max, what year was that developed? 1984. And this movie came out in 1982. Red Dawn was the first one. Bingo, bango. Although somebody always complains that you're wrong about that. Yeah, yeah, No, it's Gremlins was the second one. Yeah. 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 Somebody was like, hi, you're yeah. mistaken, Mr. Sanders. You need to, you need to get over this. <laughs> I hate The internet people, has people wrong. When the internet corrects. I am not built for the internet. I no. Might, if we get popular enough, I might have to like just become like a recluse and move away from it. 
But um, this is a really good example of one of those movies. And like, it's funny, right? The playful drug use maybe, yeah. maybe was a reason. I think it's probably more like the violence, but nobody dies. I mean, the melting face. The, that's the, gross. That's the gross. Steak. It's scary. I mean, yeah. look, it doesn't feel like a PG movie. No. At all. The tree. The clown. Yeah. Never mess with the clown. clown. Do you so, remember scary? You ever see uh, the spoof movies on Scream? Or are they called scary movies? That yeah. Like you ever seen the one with the clown? With Damon Wayans. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Uh, another part of the clown. <laughs> oh, and that's the other thing, too. I got to tell you, like, there's all of these things that... Um, so I love Stranger Things. Like, you know that I'm, like, obsessed with Stranger yeah, Things. Yeah, we both do. So uh, the whole... The upside down, when they... Remember when they're stuck and they jump through the mattress and go to the other side? Does it's that, like the does suction. Does that resonate yeah. to you as yeah. the rope and everything? No, that, absolutely. Okay, yeah. I, I saw that. I'm like, oh, my God, this has got such a Stranger Things vibe. Absolutely. I mean, I guarantee if we look back, Stranger Things definitely was influenced by this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah and also sure. kids just kind of acting like adults and dealing with adult situations. Yeah. Well, this is a little bit unique, though. What? Because it's not kids with dealing with... This movie is is adult-centric. Yeah. The kids don't drive the story. The girl disappears, and then the kids are just pieces of the plot that get moved. But this is driven by short little lady, exorcist, yeah. and uh, the Christy husband Nelson. and wife. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And also, I love... This is unique to horror films that the they're, they have to stay in the house because their daughter is in the house, and like they're not... Oh, see, I'm you, so glad you brought this you up. You see what I'm saying? Like They're not afraid. Like Normally, like... You're opening a door and you're waiting for something to shake. They've been in there for what three weeks or four weeks, and before they get the uh, Max, psycho it's the, paranormal. It's the greatest plot hole in the history of film. I think it's great though, I, no. because it, you you are it teflons it. You're forgiving. Yeah, you're kind. No, no, because it freaks me out less. It's outrageous that they stay in the house. Yeah, let's just take a step back. Yeah. Let's just take objectively. We're two normal people. You know, we're we're if if you had any element of that experience. So if Reese gets sucked into the walls, you can hear still. You're not staying. No, I'm sending everybody out of the house and moving the military in the next day. Okay, I'm like I like, and then also, and I'm not I'm, I I like Johnson and Johnson from the FBI. They're gonna great, blow up your house. Great movies can get you to suspend reality. I accept that. Yeah, and I love this movie, but come on, your daughter disappears, and the first trip you're making is to some like weird. Vankman, uh, you know, like uh, Bill Murray, parapsychologist, Ghostbusters. I mean, the bag's under Craig Nelson's eyes. Literally, like three college students, like working out of like a laboratory who were or, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, we do this. I mean, like, come on. Is that really what's going to happen? Maybe. Yeah. Right. Well, have, you, have you told anybody yet? No, 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 no. It's all our secret. I mean, the cops in these movies always get it wrong. I, I'm not saying that they don't. It's unique. I, yeah. I, again, it's no different in ET, right? Like, how I are they? ET. How are they? I know. Or even in this movie, like the neighbor, all the neighbors clearly see what's going on. Like, aren't you putting a for, so, for uh, sale ben sign the, in your house? Ben, like, the neighbor, is pretty oblivious. He's the worst. Yeah, he's the worst. Does mosquitoes ever yeah. get you? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my fat child. Oh man, just eating beans. <laughs> just nothing like watching a family who's got a big plate of beans. Don't. You were around for this. Do remotes actually work like that if you're on the same frequency? So I don't know if those remotes yeah. do, but I remember a time yeah. when on Devil's Night we would take the Comcast Universal remotes yep. because they would work on anybody's, and we'd go to like old people's homes and we'd start just changing <laughs> so the channels from right now. It, in, the, in the big scheme of things, it's really kind of a benign and innocent prank. Whatever but, helps you sleep, bud. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, that's fair. <laughs> Psycho. <laughs> so Spielberg wrote an 11-page treatment. Uh, I told you. It's uh, really short. Night Skies or something yeah. like that. Um, Fire in the Sky. Fire in the. Oh, I love that movie. Not a lot of people do. It freaks me out. No, everyone loves that movie. So King and Spielberg had a really nice lunch with each other, and Spielberg was trying to get him to write it, but King's publisher allegedly asked for too much money. Mm. But I don't blame him because, like, if you're sitting with Spielberg, yeah, it's like, yeah, dude, you're Spielberg, right? Yeah. Like, I, I saw Jaws. Yeah, Has like, Spielberg and King worked together? 
That's a great question. I don't think so. If I only knew someone whose job it was to check things up on the show. So, uh, <laughs> Siesta Verde, the is it Siesta? Cuesta? Cuesta. Cuesta Verde. Yeah. That's the community that the Freelings lived in is based on Spielberg's uh, actual home that he grew up in. Yeah. Have you seen The Fablements? I have not. Yeah. I've heard amazing things. I've not seen it He's yet. He's got a weird family life. Uh, yeah. A little bit. A His little bit. mom ended up remarrying their dad's best friend, and they're all friends still. I mean, that's not too weird. Uh, shared, shared, shared interest. You spend enough time with people. I could see that. Yeah, but as a kid, that's pretty yeah, I mean, traumatic. Yeah, everything's that's traumatic why everything for Spielberg is like divorce stuff. Like yeah. it's family. Oh yeah, it's connection. It's Stings, kids, kids, sure. heartbreaking stuff. Mm-hmm. That's all he's about. He's got a weird like. He's like the best sense of like kid emotions out of any director, really. Right. Yeah. yeah. Can I you mean, think of, can you think of anyone else who has like the best kid actor performances? I think that you I th- Empire of the Sun. I would I would expand that a little bit and just simply say he's just a really good storyteller because when he adapts the adult vernacular of telling a story when he's doing it from that pov i think it's just as powerful yeah i just can't think of like the major like the scorsese the soderbergh tarantino they don't write kids like uh, spielberg does i agree let me think of it this way what has he not been able to do maybe is it just a question of him being so talented that he can do something and that not just specifically super being old people I, I'm, well no no not cocoon no cocoon wasn't spielberg Minorities. Okay, we'll figure it out. Yeah, minorities. Yeah, good one. Has he ever done one? I mean, Schindler's List. Uh, Richard <laughs> Matheson. That's just that's the one that pops into my head. Uh, His name's Spielberg. Richard Matheson uh, wrote a Twilight Zone episode called Little Girl Lost. And it was about a little girl who goes into another dimension through her bedroom wall. That's Pretty, good. pretty familiar yeah. to this. Uh, so he said Poltergeist in, uh, was inspired by his episode, but he never received any credit for it. So that's what? kind of a bummer. I know. I figure if you're, if you're that popular and you're doing that well, you should give a tip of the hat if that's where it came from. But who knows? Uh, Drew Barrymore auditioned to play Carol Ann. Spielberg thought she would be better suited in E.T. Yeah. That would have been a wild change of events if they had swapped. I don't think uh, Carol Ann had like, you the know. Creepiness. Yeah. But like, I mean, nothing beats E.T. Like she was, I mean, she was like held E.T., right? Yeah. And Drew Barrymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know the sad story about the murder stuff? We're going to get to that, okay. about how this entire thing was jinxed. It was cursed, yeah. jinxed. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, actually, go to it right now. Do you have the whole list? It's so, incredible. Dominique Dunn, who played Dana, who's the you know teenage daughter, she was strangled by her ex-boyfriend in her driveway and died November 4th. Let me back up for a second, because you're going to go through this list. So yep. it is speculated by some that the actual, and I don't know if this is true or not, but they actually used real skeletons for some of the shots in No, here. they did. And they didn't. That's t- 100%. They didn't tell Joe Beth Williams okay. till afterwards. Okay. So that, which is ironic, making a movie about. A, oh, yeah. A, a, I didn't a, even think of it like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that's the reason why. Like, it was you're cursed. actually. Yeah. Like, disres- like, this movie is about the disrespecting of bones and dead bodies, which leads to this haunting and specter issue. And then what do you do when you make the movie? You use real bones and dead Where'd bodies. Where'd they get them? Black market? Because uh, you, you can get anything on the dark web. Although in '82, yeah, I mean, I can get you a toe. They they were wet, like they they still had flesh on them. I mean, and teeth. I'm sure that they didn't come that way, and that that was the department. I like to think that department. Steven Spielberg was by himself in a cemetery, just digging up. <laughs> well, you gotta have fun with life. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, everybody's definition of fun is a little bit different, I suppose. Uh, continue, Max, with your list of horrible things that happened so, to everybody. Uh, Carol Ann, who played Heather O'Rourke, this is. Man, I don't even want to say this. Uh, let me hold on. Let me make sure I have this right. I have the entire list if you'd like me to do it. No, no. Oh, well, you, 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 no, you can do it trouble. afterwards. So, <laughs> after you give the list, I can give the list. No, no, no. After this, after her. So, this is Heather O'Rourke who played Caroline Freeling. Yep. And 
On Super Bowl Sunday, she didn't feel well. The next morning, she couldn't swallow her toast or Gatorade. Insisted she was okay, but she had cardiac arrest in the ambulance and died yeah. at age 12. Septic shock stemming from a misdiagnosed intestinal stenosis. Duh. Yeah. That's just... And, uh, Dominic and, Dunn. And, and you know what's super creepy about this, too? She uh, So Robbie, the middle kid, yep. he had a poster in his room of Super Bowl 22, which, hadn't occur- which wasn't going to occur for six years. And... Which was when Heather O'Rourke died six years later. Six years and one day later. She mm. died on that day. Mm. And in San Diego where the Super Bowl was occurring is where mm-hmm. the movie's filmed. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You did Dominic Dunn, right? Yeah. Uh, I think that's all. Look, Julianne Beck played Kane in the sequel. Died of Oh, so you didn't do that one. Uh, Julianne Beck, who played Kane in the sequel, died of cancer while shooting the film. Uh, Will Sampson, who played Taylor in the sequel, died of kidney failure a year after that film's release. Uh, and they're all rumored to be tied to the use of actual skeletons. Yeah, so you're missing the one, uh, the construction dude in the cowboy hat, Pugsley? Yep. Uh, he was murdered. Yep. In real life by Seth Christopher Tatum. That is, Never name what, your, is, what is that word that you just said? Christopher? Okay. Yeah. Not Christopher. Christopher. Never name your kid three first names. <laughs> Never. They're just going to be a murder. Apparently don't name him Christopher or Max will murder your names. So and he was murdered with an axe. That's hard. That's that's harsh. That's, that's like. That's a tough way to go. Yeah. I wouldn't want to murder. So how would you want to kill someone? Um, in the scene where Marty ripped off his own face, which is an incredible scene, Spielberg actually did the ripping off on the like on the lifelike bust. They were worried because they only had one of these, and they wanted to make sure that it was done well. So Spielberg actually stepped in, and it was him that was ripping that off. This is like fun. I think this is really fascinating. So there is a, uh, my opinion. Curious what you think on this one, Max? Okay. The special effects are not great in this movie. Nope. The practical effects are. To find like the steak, yeah. There's little things that they do with actual the chairs. Yes, yeah. And that scene when you watch the scene with the chair stacking, how they get in the slide? I'm going to talk to you about. Okay. It. Well, not about the sliding. That I would assume that's a thin wire that you just can't see yeah. on the sliding. Just point those little sides. I'm talking about the chair down. stacking. Yeah. So when you see that chair stacking scene, it's pretty. Y- cool. You recognize that that is one cut. Meaning, like, it's not cutting from, like, one shot to another. It's one consistent shot yep. of the entire scene. And there's something about that that lends itself to the, like, oh, my God, that happened. Yep. And it doesn't feel like, you know, you're, you're not watching CGI. You're not watching an A quick movie. edit. Look yeah, over here. Exactly. Yeah. So the way they did that is that when Diane, Jo Beth Williams, turned away from the table, a crew member quickly grabbed the chairs and had an already assembled cluster and swapped that in. So they just killed the sound so you couldn't hear all the movement yep. and everything. And when it brought it back, you had all those chairs. That's really snapped. cool. Yeah. I'd like to live in this house. Sure. For a little bit. You, just, you would just stay out of the room where all the lights were and things were freaking out and going crazy. Two, I mean, two of the most famous quotes in the movie I say all the time. They're here. They're here. Yeah. And this house is clean. <laughs> Do you remember in uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective? Does he say it? Yeah. When he goes through his whole... Um, is it the know, murder on the... The murder on the balcony, that one? Yeah. yeah. And, and then when he's done, he goes, this house <laughs> is clean. I'm like 99% sure. But I'd love to see a very quick TikTok where you just have that. Oh, I, I'll tell you the other thing, too, that's very Spielbergian, right? Mm. Spielberg loves, in intense action moments, sprinkling a little bit of humor. Yeah. A little bit of charm. Famously, Indiana Jones, like all the little like wink nods. But in this movie, even when she's like, I'm going to go in. And she's like, no, I'll go in. And she's like, but you've never done this before. That's she's true. like, but you've never done yeah. this before. She goes, that's true. You go in. Those little wink moments, I think, are, are hilarious. Yeah. And, and he pulls them off really well. So, by the way, was Tilda helping them the whole time or was she possessed or like not? She only being... got possessed at the end. 
for a hot moment. She did? Yeah. Okay, when they were like, open the door with the rope and all? No, no, no. When she was like, go to the light. Yeah. And then, and then she was like, it's safe there. Go to the light. Yeah. You, you could tell she got quickly possessed. Okay. Other than that, she was helping them the whole time. So why didn't she tell them to get out of the house afterwards? I don't know. Yeah. Again, plot hole to me. Yeah. You just got done with this entire horrific I guess she, thing. She's, and she's never done it before. She's one never time. done it before. I, Max. Yeah. I love, by the way. Max, uh, they stayed in the house. Yeah. They got their daughter back from yeah. the never world. Yeah, and they're like, and they're yeah. like hey, you know what? Let's get the moving, guys. Cable's not shut off for two days. <laughs> Let's just stick around. I mean, that's incredible. I love when the uh, paranormal activity people are like, yeah, we went to Puerto Rico and saw something move seven inches over seven hours. Yeah. And then they come in and it's like, nope, here's everything. Yeah, no, yeah, it was. <laughs> I, and again, like, I, whatever. That's I don't want to I don't want to spend too much time on the plot holes. But uh, so the tree scene and that tree is spooky as all hell, by the way. So that's one of Spielberg's uh, fears from a kid. That was that the tree came from his childhood. Yeah. yeah. So they shot it all in reverse order, which is kind of cool. So Robbie, who is uh, played by Oliver Robbins, was actually spit out, not swallowed up by the tree. Um, reversing it made the final result look way better. Yeah, uh, but I it's like the thing really cool. they did that with the, sure the spider did. legs and stuff. The sign, uh, yeah. I love uh, again another Spielberg thing. They get to their hotel at the end of the movie and they slide the TV out onto the on the uh, porch. Yeah, because they like get the TV out of here. But do you know what's wonderful about the end too? Mm-hmm. The last six minutes is completely silent. Oh, I isn't that neat? That's that very neat. Yeah, because it's like they're just exhausted. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like you're just mentally done yeah, with yeah. everything. Yeah. The uh, the Holiday Inn sign says. Um, hotel, whatever. And then it says, welcome, Dr. Fantasy and friends. The producer, Mark Marshall's stage name was Dr. Fantasy. He does uh, magic shows. And at the end of all of his productions, he does like a magic show for everyone. So they were giving him like free advertising on that. Oh. I thought it was kind of funny. Weird. I don't like magicians. Weird, yeah. Uh, the imploding house was a six foot wide model. Took four months to complete. They had thick wires that were attached on the inside of the model that pulled it into a funnel. And the model was placed over the funnel and the camera was shooting downward. If something went uh, bad, the model would just have melted or burst into flames. Hmm. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, too. it is neat. It was, a, it was a cool in 1982 kind of thing. You're a cool in 1982 kind of thing. Uh, Max, I got no other facts. Do you have any other facts before we uh, take a break? Uh, the clown is still in Vegas. Oh, that clown. It's in uh, Planet Hollywood in Caesar's Palace Who has in that Vegas. clown in their room, by the way? What kind of psycho? Yeah. What? I mean, like... Even before this movie, that's a terrifying looking it's clown. It's too big. Yeah. It's, it's, too, it's tall. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. I did like all this Star Wars. Adam. His Star Wars decor was awesome. The whole... I mean, the, whoever did the set design is incredible. Did you hear the sound of the TIE fighters? Like, it, it is the sound. Like, like Oh, really? Do, yeah. When that scene, when everything in the room is like moving you can hear it if you go back and listen to it it is a hundred percent that that's cool yeah, yeah, yeah and also uh wait there's the sound where the beast attacks the house at the end yes is the source material for the mgm lion's roar oh, afterwards ooh. now oh look at that isn't that cool that's very cool yeah. max on that note why don't we take a break and get some words from our wonderful sponsors Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at weardolby.com, where you buy a house and what house you buy. I mean, if there's ever an example of the importance of that, I would say it's Money Pit and Poltergeist are your two 80s <laughs> movies where different. you better, well, for different reasons. One, financial destitute. The other, terrifying kidnapping of your children by spirits and ghouls. I go blank check. Yeah. That's my movie. That's a good one, too. Not in the 80s, but appreciate it. I know. That's I love that good. You're good. Adobe Real Estate is going to make sure that you get into the absolute right house. And pretend for a minute, you got to sell the house they were just in. How are you doing that with good conscience? Craig T. Nelson. You you don't have to have good conscience. Go to Adobe Real Estate. (laughs) They will sell your haunted house off of your uh, off your hands for you to take care of you. 
That's a Would great, they? A great I, I hope so. I mean, what else are you going to do with that house? $400 million in sales, 1,000 homes it doesn't sold. doesn't exist at the end. Reach out to him today. Tell him that Buzz in the Tower sent you and get ready to either purchase the best home or sell at the highest price you could ever imagine. Welcome back. To, I'm to here. The scariest moment of your life. <laughs> this is not scary. I know. I just love it's it. Silly. I, yeah. I would just scare the hell out of my kids. Well, when, it's when, like, when like the, there's no jump scares. Everything's in front of you. When the actual giant like like ghoul head goes through the door, it's pretty to crack tea. Yeah. No, I thought that was scary. Oh, really? Not the other stuff. That's like the weird dog looking one. Yeah. Um, and then when she's getting knocked around her bed and wearing nothing but a pair of underwear and a t-shirt, that was an interesting scene. Yeah, it felt very uh, Nightmare on, on Elm, Elm Street. Street. Yeah. Slash dancing on the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, a lot of Freddy Kruegers this year. Uh, for Halloween, really? Yeah, I think he's making a comeback. Uh, it was, I'd love to see it. Was that and the uh, the sultry robot women from uh, Austin Powers? You know what? I completely forgot what, what it's like, what it's like to work at Scorekeepers during Halloween. Oh, it's insane! <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ! So many uh, people were in Michigan gear with uh, what, binoc- stealing signs, binoculars, yeah. and sign things. Don't it was even, really don't funny. even get me started on the stealing signs. <laughs> the most like no nothing story ever to me. Yeah, whatever. and we're gonna lose our coach. That's nah, fine. We were gonna lose him anyways. I know. Uh, Tom right. Tom Brady be the next head coach at Michigan. That'd be you, awesome. You heard, you heard it here first. Yeah, right. And he'll deflate those balls and we'll go <laughs> win some championships. That'd be really cool. Yeah, it would be cool. You know, I blame you for this. Because you're one what? of the well, you're you grew up in Boston yep. and you went to Michigan, yeah. And both places that you're at have massive scandals. Hey, just win. Yeah, just if you're win, not baby. cheating. You're not trying. So true. Uh, I tell that to Selena every night before I go to bed. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Max, tell me about the Director. uh, directors, actors, actresses, writers, all that fun stuff. Toby Hooper, who started hanging with Mr. Hooper, Hooper, Cooper. I've ruined it. No, it's okay. It was Bad really joke. good. It was a really, it was a great joke and it was executed really well. Tell me about hanging with Mr. Tooper. Is that Tupac's brother? I'd like to go home. No, you're doing great. <laughs> I could sit here all day. He was born in Texas. He directed on a Tuesday, Tuper Tuesday. <laughs> he directed Dancing with Myself, the Billy Idol video. Sure. Uh, and he did Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, we is, talked about this on our last episode. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. so they originally wanted him for the thing. Yeah, um, but he passed on it, and yeah. they went with uh, Carpenter. Obviously, he also did Life Force. I hear it's a really creepy '80s movie mm. with Patrick Stewart. Have you seen it? I've not. Yeah, Patrick Stewart. Nope. Yeah. Uh, that's Sean Connery. Patrick Stewart. There we go. Yes, uh, I talk yeah. like this. Right. Well, he redeemed yourself on mm. your tuper. Uh, writers were Spielberg, which is rare. He only did Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Goonie Story, AI Screenplay, and The Fablemans. Mm-hmm. So he knows I write. Sure. Yeah. I mean, literally. He's, he's got a feeling. He went, he went to school. I know. <laughs> he's pretty good at what he does. Yeah. Can you write in cursive? I can't write in cursive. Barely. Yeah. Are they still teaching that? I need you to bring your focus back <laughs> to the podcast now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Squirrel. <laughs> also written by Michael Grace, who did an episode of Starskin Hutch, Kojak, and uh, the movie Cool World, which I hear is awesome. I love Cool World. Yeah, I need to see it. Oh, you need to see it's it. It's young Brad Pitt, right? Yeah. Mm. Mm. And uh, Mark Victor uh, <laughs> did the same things as Michael Grass, and he also did Marked for Death, which is a movie. That's all. It's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Seagal. <laughs> Stephon, did you see that? There's new clips of him like working yeah, out. Yeah, you put one. Oh, I saw that, the one that one's from five on. years ago. Okay, I right. can't find the new ones. There's ones oh, where he like he looks stuff. like a balloon with. He looks like the uh, blueberry guy. From, he is uh, responsible. <laughs> like, he's, you know, he's worse than uh, uh, Weinstein. He's literally wor- more of a monster than Weinstein. Yeah, yeah. that's saying a lot. I, yeah, he he's not a good guy. Plants don't like him. No, okay, no, not so much. <laughs> All right, uh, the cast: Joe Beth Williams, who I love. She's a Texas gal. Went to Brown. Uh, turned down Murphy Brown, which was written for her. So I could see that. She could have yeah, done it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, she's in the Texas Hall of Fame. What the hell is that? Uh, it's, it's probably <laughs> very expansive. Texas yeah. is a big state. Uh, she was in Kramer's for... Uh, Easy. 
Easy. She was in Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah, at a girl. Yeah. She's played Phyllis. I think she was the friend. Uh, Stir Crazy. She's Meredith. Yep. She's Karen in The Big Chill. She sure is. She's in four she episodes. She's great of, in The Big Chill. Yeah. She's four in four episodes of Dexter. Do you know which episodes? <sighs> I don't. Not for the life of me. I'm yeah, trying yeah. to think. So, underrated career. And I think this is like the all star. This is the perfect use of her. She's oh, yeah. cool. She's great. Like, she's fun. This was very big chill. She felt like yeah. uh, it was very big chill to me. Like, when she has the white in her hair, she's like, yeah, is yeah. it kind of punk rock? I'm like, I like you. Yeah, yeah. I just want to. Like, she is super likable in this movie. And, well, and she loves her kids. Yep. Yeah. And her and Craig T. Nelson seem Having like a the, great relationship. Yeah. yeah. Again, those second marriages, man. They That's like the way fake to go. diving in their tidy whities Yeah. Yeah. What? Nothing. You love Craig T. Nelson. I do love Craig T. Nelson. Do you do that in your tidy whities I don't wear tidy whities I used to. I'm sure then someone did. pants me and I got really embarrassed. <laughs> was this like last year? It was in high school. <laughs> it was too late to be wearing tidy whities Amazing. Yeah. It was during the basketball line at like the oh, JV game. That's great. And like the, cool, en- the coolest kid on the team did it. I, I envision like, this being literally, <laughs> I, I all I can think of, all I can think of is Robert Downey Jr. doing this to Gary and yeah. Wyatt at the beginning of Weird Science. Don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Heather O'Rourke, who played Carol Ann. Yep. She's really, I mean, she's fantastic. I guess uh, Spielberg saw her and her mom at the MGM like commissary and was like, you're perfect for this role. I want you to read. I know she wasn't like an actress or maybe she was. And maybe I don't have enough information on this. <laughs> Good, Max. Good work. <laughs> Thought I could fake my way through it. Can't. Nope, nope, uh, no, not your strong she, suit. She was in 12 episodes of Happy Days. It's kind of hot in here. Isn't it? It's fine in here. Okay. <laughs> it's getting hot. Uh, Webster. <laughs> she's in Poltergeist 1 through 3. Uh, Craig T. Nelson, who we love on the show. He's, I think he's one of the most underrated actors of our generation. Craig is from Spokane, Washington. He was a comedian before an actor, and it shows. Uh, he wanted to be a hydroplane racer. I don't know what that is because I crashed my car okay, in high school maybe. when I hydroplaned. Yes. That's when the wheels like the go, like, yeah. yeah, ghost ride the whip, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a gol- golf enthusiast. He was in Private Benjamin. Stir crazy. He's in this, <laughs> obviously. All the right moves. He's the coach. Turner and Hooch, he's uh, Chief Howard Hyde. Evil. I, I, I know we've talked about this. His greatest role is as the murderer of his wife and dating of his <laughs> stepdaughter in The Devil's Advocate. No, he's the voice of Mr. Incredible. Yeah, that's good, too. Or Blades of Glory. He's the really funny he's as the really coach. Good Blades yeah. of Glory. That's not a right movie. All right, Max, move it along, for God's sake. Come okay. On. Beatrice Strait, who played Dr. Lesh. Like to say it. Yes. Yeah. Moving along. Sorry. Guys. So, have you seen Network? Yes. Yeah. She's uh, Louise Schumacher. She's the wife who's being left, and she's yeah. like, "What the hell?" More importantly, she is the woman who helps teen the teen witch. Uh, nope. We're talking about Doctor Lesh, the redheaded. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. I'm thinking of the little short gal. Yeah. You think Network? He was leaving a yeah. little four foot one. Yeah. No, just, Don't leave me. I pulled. I pulled the really big max there. <laughs> I really zoned out halfway through what you were saying. But no, continue. Continue. Dominique Dune, who was brutally murdered, was on Chips yep. Fame yep. Uh, and Breaking Away, the TV show. Yes, he is. Oliver Robbins, who played Robbie Freeling, the kid who's you know scared by the clowns yes. and all. Mm-hmm. He was in Airplane Two, which probably killed his career. <laughs> Twilight Zone, the TV show. Uh, Poltergeist. Too. Uh, neighbor Ben is Michael McManus. Great name. So you, I think you'd be friends with him. He produced Mafia, you know, mm-hmm. the comedy movie, mm-hmm. and Hot Shots Part Two. <sighs> yeah, there you go. Oh, he's on Dallas, MASH, uh, Smokey and the Bandit, Kentucky Fried Movie, and also he's in Action Jackson. He's Grantham. Who is Grantham? It's a good question. You just know the name yeah. and nothing else? Yep. It's <laughs> <laughs> good, Max. Continue, please. You know, Grantham. <laughs> 
<laughs> don't call me out. Amazing. I'm an inch deep, mile wide. Uh, you are, right? you yeah. are. <laughs> can we get to the short lady now so I can talk about her? Sure. Zelda Rubenstein. There she four, is. Four three tall. Bum, so she's kind of just... I'm not going to let you cut me off. I'm going to sing the theme song to Zelda. Okay. Bum, bum, did you play N64 Zelda? Yeah. No, no, no. I played the OG Zelda, okay. my friend. Yeah. When I got my Nintendo, my aunt, I think, bought it for me. And in the mail, either she bought it for me or she got me this game. I got this gold cartridge. Ooh, All the other cartridges yeah, yeah, were I remember, great. Yeah. I got a sweet, sweet gold cartridge, and I played myself some Zelda. <laughs> I took down Ganon in 72 hours. Nice. So, uh... She's kind of an inspiring story. She started acting at age 45. Oh, wow. She was a medical lab technician before that. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, you're crazy to start acting. And she's one of the first celebrity AIDS advocates for like when AIDS was coming. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was like, because, you know, she's a lab technician. She saw this kind of happening. She was the organist in 16 Candles. Yes, she was. Yeah. Uh, in Teen Witch, like you said, she's Madame Serena. Yes. Yeah, she's really good in that. She's great in Teen Witch. Adam's family, she's a party goater. A party goater? Now, is that someone who parties strictly with goats, or do they like to party with other <laughs> on a case-by-case no, no, no. case basis? They party goatin's son of a gun. And she's Patty's mother in Hey Arnold. Yes. But I don't know. She's very unique and very cool, and like she's probably the best part of this movie. I, I, I'll i tell you, no joke, when I saw her first party with a goat, that's when I was like, you party goatin's son of a gun. I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah, it's fair. It's really good. Uh, let's see. Party goats. Sonny, Sonny Landham's in this movie. Oh, I know. How yeah. wild is that? Yeah. He's the uh, pool guy who's sexually harassing the guy's 16-year-old daughter, which now it makes sense that it's her stepdaughter because she seemed pretty cool with them cat-whistling her out in the yard. Yeah, and the mom seemed okay with it, too. Well, because she liked that her daughter reacted with a good old birdie. Yeah. That is that is early 80s, like, allowed sexual harassment where it was, like, funny to them. It so was funny. Would you just beat the crap out of those guys, or would you let your daughter, like, fend it off? It seemed like they had some kind of relationship. Like, they all knew each other. So, yeah. I, I don't know, dude. I mean, don't even ask. I mean, I'm not in a good place to ask questions today. Today, so my answer would be, I kill everyone. Sonny right? Landon's like, want to drink beers? Yeah, I'd be like, hey, hey uh, I'd be like, are you Sonny Landon? <laughs> you can do whatever you want. I'm just going to step over here behind security and not get murdered. And uh, no one else really did anything. Marty, the guy whose face got ripped off. He's McFly? a No. Oh, okay. The guy whose face got I ripped off in the murder. McFly, yeah. Yes. He's Martin Caselli. Uh, he was a yuppie in RoboCop 2. Okay. I don't know which yuppie, but. No. Probably was with that other guy who you don't know anything about. From yeah. Action I Jackson. mean, everyone in this movie pretty much died or their career died. And with that, Max, what a wonderful way to close things out. Uh, any last <laughs> thoughts on this movie? Favorite scene? Oh, God. Favorite scene. Probably when they're just smoking a J and hanging out yeah. and like maybe the breakfast table or maybe when the chairs are moving. Like I liked the so, the chair moving scene was very close encounters of the third kind to me. Yeah. yeah. So there's a scene in the office. Have you seen the office? I not enough to like like have instant recall on. Scenes. OK, there's this girl, Aaron, who's like not the smartest. The, she was like adopted. Right. Yeah. yeah. I know she is. And she was dating Gabe. Yeah. Who the lo- skinny yeah. HR guy. Yeah. yeah. And she's like. You know, we play words. We play uh, words with friends, and whoever wins gets to pick the movie. He picks horror movies. It's like, you know, they're not really my style, but I like the beginning when the family's all happy. Like that's what I like. That's precious. You're having a moment. I like that. No, the beginning of horror movies actually can be really sentimental and fun and like connecting. And then that's why it's so heartbreaking when they get ripped to pieces by like Satan's butthole or something. Oh man, good old Satan's butthole. (laughs) I I'm kind of in line with you on this. I think one of my favorite movies, or one of my favorite movies, my one of my favorite scenes in the movie is I love when he gets into bed with his son and he's like tells him about counting between lightning oh, yeah, that's and cool. thunder. And did you that's, do that? I uh, No. 
My, my kids sleep like rocks. It's awesome. <laughs> um, but probably, I don't know. I think like probably my overall favorite scene. God, Max, is it lame if I tell you it's when he grabbed the guy by his shirt and overacted and said, why didn't you it's tell me? Yeah. I think that's probably yeah. my favorite scene in the movie. It's really good. Uh, I'm only going to give you one person to recast. Who would you put in place of Craig T. Nelson if you had to recast this movie? Wilford Brimley. That's a lie, but continue. <laughs> okay. Uh, Craig T. Nelson... I think who's like middle aged, kind of strapping, big dude. Maybe Biff Tannen. Is he too young? Uh, yeah, probably at eighty two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be funny if you put uh, <laughs> oh God, who plays Marty's dad? Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover. <laughs> That'd be the worst. <laughs> hey, you <laughs> get your damn hands off my daughter. <laughs> God, that's a, what a terrible pick. Do you have any better pick than that? I'm trying to think. Big kind of lovable guy. I wasn't that big. I mean, he's somewhat Craig, big. Craig Nelson, 6'4". Yeah. But he doesn't come across that way in the movie. Yeah, do you he, does. Think he does. Well, in like a jovial way. You know what I mean? Like he carries himself. How well. about a thin, young John Goodman? I just watched... Uh, he's never thin. The Big Lebowski. He's thin now. Thinner. I just watched the Big Lebowski yeah. the other day. And it made me think. I mean, he was not thin in that, but it made me think of John Goodman. He's too intimidating. Revenge of the Nerds. Give me Revenge of the Nerds. He's too intimidating. Like when he's actually, he could actually scare the ghosts away. Yeah. He'd be like, get out of here. Yeah. I'm going to eat all your turkey. <laughs> you remember the family guy scene? That's great. Uh, all right, Max. We haven't eaten in weeks. You got anything else? Uh, no. Okay. Now is a great time to relax. Kick our feet up, take a deep breath, <laughs> and see what we've got from our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Max, today's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is none other from the Great White North. <laughs> Ryan Hughes from Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, Canada. I only thought Prince Albert was a piercing. I did not know it was it's also a, a wrestler real thing, from the nineties. That's amazing. Uh, Ryan is a fan of the show. He just sent me the other day, or sent us, I should say, a uh, The Shining, Kermit the Frog with Piggy. Yeah. Kermit's got the axe. That's I, I'm in. I'm in. 100%. Do in. Kermit as uh, The Shining. Do as it. The Shining? Yeah. Uh, what do you want me to say? Give me something to say. Uh, no work and no... Does he, uh, does he ever say that? Uh, just give it? me the bat. Give me the bat. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> <laughs> Dean Kane. Dean Kane more than yeah! <laughs> Oh, that's good. Ryan's stuff. just such a good dude. He just like enjoys. I guess he just found us online and we've just been talking about movies. Talking and dancing. Yeah. Well, why am I listening to you? Let's hear what he had to say. Uh Moen, Max, thank you so much. I'm Ryan Hughes. I'm from Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, Canada. And man, I'm just honored to be on this awesome podcast called Buzz in the Tower. Um, I think I found out about you guys on my For You page on TikTok, and I was intrigued, and then I saw all these episodes, and I just was right away just uh, attached to your podcast, and, and I'm not a podcast person, so I really appreciate what you're doing, and keep up with the great content. Uh, so we're talking about Poltergeist 1982 right now. Um, I'm four at the time in 1982, and the tagline everyone's saying is, they're here, and it's just instant intrigue for audiences. Um, I never find this movie scary when I revisit it, but man, there are some images that just stick with you. Like, um, Marty's maggot midnight snack. And that's just disgusting to watch the pool scene, uh, which Joe Beth Williams didn't know they were going to film, uh, the house imploding and also Joe Beth Williams, uh, blow drying her hair on the bed, but that's, uh, for a different podcast. So, um, I just loved that Toby Hooper directed this and, and did you know that Toby Hooper 
also directed Billy Idol's song uh, video for the song Dancing With Myself. Is your mind blown, Max? Um, Heather O'Rourke, the unfortunate passing of her, man, she was just a, a gem of an actress that saw her in Happy Days as well. And Craig T. Nelson, his characters, man, always seem like they're one step from snapping and killing everyone in the room, uh, like in Book Club, Next Chapter, and Family Stone. His smile in his eyes, man, they're just... They're deep and deceiving, and yeah, he can play some great characters. I, I like him. Um, also, hey, a fun fact about Craig T. Nelson. He was in an episode of WKRP in Cincinnati. Great show. Love that, too. Uh, let's see what else have I got here for you guys. You know, I'm just honored to be able to do this. Uh, I really appreciate it, and I, and I love what you're doing. It takes me back to a time when... Um, I was watching movies in, in my house at the age of eight and I just got enamored with movies. And so, um, really appreciate what you're doing, taking us behind the scenes of a lot of these movies and for including us through these, um, spotlights. So Mo, I'm learning that I am more like you every day. <laughs> we have a lot in common and I really appreciate you and Max stand up for yourself once in a while. Uh, thanks a lot guys. I really appreciate it. And now I just excuse me while I go and uh, buy a house from Adobe real estate using my Sonic loan. Have a great one guys. Thanks. That is a hard act to follow for any of other spotlights. God, can I always forget Canadians are like the friendliest people on the, on earth. Oh, here we go. I feel like I was just, covering. here we go. New best friend. Cause he told you to stand up to the evil Mo. No, he was just really, he, uh, you shut your mouth. His voice shut is your silky. Mouth. <laughs> I felt like I was covered in maple syrup no, in like a good bad. way. He it's, you know, I love that. He's not the bad way. I, I, I know there's not a bad way to be covered in maple syrup. FYI. I love that he found us through TikTok yeah. because we put a lot of, well, I put a lot of time into it. You don't do very much, but um, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's all you, Max. It's all you. Um, by the way, the Craig T. Nelson call out's great. I had no idea. I love WKRP and yeah. Cincinnati. If you and if also you that ever he's always one second away from snapping. Like he's very warm, yeah. but he's got those eyes where you're like, he might kill somebody. Yeah. It's interesting. All these movies, Ryan did a great job of articulating this, but it's so cool to go back to when these were coming out or how they were teased or like what you thought about it. And this was like a win-win film for most people. Ryan, you nailed it. And uh, we're going to get Max to try to send you a pin. It's just tough because you're in Canada, which apparently we have like a trade embargo with and we can't mail stuff to. I'll throw it. Can you work around that, Max? Can you I'll just put a little effort? I'll in throw it into the Ontario Lake. Ryan just did his best to protect you and your sweet sensitivities. The least you can do is get him a pin. Can Fine. you just do that, please? Yeah, Ryan, give me your address. All right, thank you. Uh, and your social security number. And yeah, and your credit card. <laughs> your mother's maiden name, come your dog. Come on. That's how you treat the one guy out there looking out for you. Great Robin, baby. It's unbelievable. Spielberg's taught me a lot. Unbelievable. <laughs> Max, on that note, a reminder to follow, subscribe, leave a review. Check us out on all social media platforms at Buzz in the Tower, B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. You can also go to our website, pick up officially licensed merchandise, or patreon.com slash Buzz in the Tower. Another episode, another day, another dollar. On that note, I turn it over to Max, the man, the myth, the legend. How do you want to end this rocking episode? For when he's hungry, for when he's lonely, for when it's bedtime. When they're saying goodbye to the bird. And they give all the little cute things. They do great. They do great. They do great. This house (laughs) is clean. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.